Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. My name is Inez Bai. I am your host, as well as a health and mindset coach. So today is going to be an episode with just me, or not just me, with me. And I'm going to be talking about how to communicate your needs more effectively in a relationship or in any relationships in reality, whether it be platonic with your friends, with your family, or romantic, whether you're dating or in a long-term relationship. This is something that I've touched on in the past. If you haven't listened to my um, podcast episode where I discuss the attachment theory, it's a few episodes back. It's I'm pretty sure it's just called attachment theory. Go and check that out because that would be a really good foundation and like starter point for having better relationships and knowing how you attach to people. And honestly, reading the attached book and learning more about my attachment theory has been so profound and helpful in understanding why I act the way that I act, especially in, oh, in, in all honesty, in all relationships, but especially through dating and through the way that I talk to my friends and my family and actually being able to communicate what my needs are. And and that always starts with first self-awareness and then working with your needs rather than pretending that you don't have certain needs. So I'm going to discuss that a little bit more and chat about what that actually means, like what that actually looks like, because so often we don't communicate our needs out of fear. Like we don't want to be rejected. We don't want to seem like we're too much or we just don't really know that we can. We don't have the belief system to support. Yes, I'm allowed to ask for this. And yes, people should meet me in the middle or meet me where I'm at. Or we just, yeah, we just, and so then we don't take action on it. But before we get started, I thought I would just um, let you know a couple of things. So firstly, I wanted to reco. I'm actually, I've got three books on rotation at the moment, which even for me being a self-confessed bookworm is a lot. I try to read at least one fiction and one nonfiction at a time. I find if I read too much nonfiction, which I went through a massive phase early on in my personal development um, journey, I guess I could say, because I became obsessed. Like that's very much my my personality. I'll become really obsessed with something for a while and then I kind of like move along and get over it. But I'm also very good at like picking things up really quickly. So it's just a matter of me balancing that out and knowing that it's okay for me to go through lots of phases. I do that with food. I do that with activities that I'm really into, like heaps of things. So it's okay. But anyway, and, and what happened to me is that I was reading all of these personal development books and you might be understanding what this feels like as well, where you get really obsessed with personal development and you're reading all of the books and doing all of the healing and listening to all the podcasts. And it's quite a lot of heavy, dense information that's like knowledge, right? Whereas like reading a a fiction book or listening to a comedy podcast is more entertainment vibe. So balancing out both of them has given me the ability to enjoy both of them even more. Um, So that's what I've been doing recently. And I really read the nonfiction during the day normally. And I feel like that's a good time for me to like soak it in. And then I read a fiction book right before bed and I find that helps my sleep quality so much. It helps me to get to sleep quicker, all of the good things. And we know that sleep is so important, but yet so underrated and often so overlooked. And it's not necessarily about getting more hours of sleep, but how can you optimize the sleep that you are having? And one of the key ways to do that is to reduce like lights, you know, blue lights from your phone and your computer and TV and everything right before you go to bed and read and chill out or meditate or whatever else that it is that you want to do. So I'm currently reading... The fiction book that I'm currently reading is Ghost by Dolly Alderton, and she is one of the co-hosts of The Hilo, which is actually a podcast, and they're finishing. They had their last episode last week, and it's been such an, an incredible like news, contemporary news podcast hosted by two women. Um, but if you've never listened to the podcast, like go back and listen to it and catch up on the old episodes. And she has written this really entertaining book that I just cannot stop reading um, called Ghost. So if you're looking for a new fiction book or a summer read or something to have on the beach, um, that would 
would be really good reco. And then the two nonfiction books that I'm reading at the moment is the first one is The Space Between, which is by um, the co-host of the podcast of Shameless. And I'm absolutely loving it. I've just like literally ripped through the first chapter all about heartbreak. So I would definitely go and give that a listen, like a, a listen well go listen to their podcast but also go read the book it's really really good and then I'm also reading the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown aka our lord and our savior like is there anything that Brene Brown cannot do and what can she not give us advice on and that's been really really good as well so if you're looking for new books those are my recos Moving on from that, as you know, I am currently open for enrollments for The Peaceful Soul, which is my eight-week group mindset coaching program. And I'm super excited about this program because this is where you get to go deep in your mindset, have better relationships, upgrade your money mindset, have a better self-care routine, have a better general healthcare routine, healthcare, have a better self-care routine, um, let go of your anxieties, let go of worries, let go of fear of judgment so that you can really step into your authentic self and have a peaceful mind. Because when you have a peaceful mind, you can achieve so many more things. So that is currently um, open for enrollment. We are starting in the middle of January, but I'm running an amazing bonus at the moment, which like is the best thing ever because any single time I talk to any of my clients about what the best part of coaching with me is, it's getting access to messenger coaching, which means anytime during the day that you're struggling with something or you have a question or you're just feeling like you need to get something out, you can message me via voice memo or text message, whatever you, or by text, whatever you prefer. And as soon as you sign up to the Peaceful Soul at the moment, if you sign up for early birds, so anytime before Christmas, you get access to that messenger coaching, which means that you can, if you signed up today, you'd almost be getting like three weeks of extra coaching. So if you're interested in that group program, you've heard me talk about it before and you're kind of thinking like, when's the right time to do it? Honestly, now is the best time to do it because you get that bonus. You get to start putting actions into place. We've already got a few women in there. So they're already taking advantage of the fact that we can coach together. And I'm so excited to be bringing the next group of women together. So like I said, if you have any questions, you want some more details, just send me a DM on Instagram and we can have a little bit of a chat about what's involved, whether it's right for you and how you can join. All right. So I wanted to record this podcast because I think we hear a lot of sayings around like communicate your needs or be honest or be vulnerable or like, you know, make sure you have boundaries. But a lot of the time we can say these things and we can read these things and like soak that in, but we don't really know how to maybe action that or sometimes we can turn a bit of a blind eye as to how we might not be taking responsibility for those actions. So what does it actually mean to communicate your needs and how does it look if we're not communicating our needs? Because very rarely in relationships especially because there's so many different aspects and people and perspectives and beliefs systems involved is it so black and white it's not like yep I'm communicating my needs in this relationship therefore it's healthy therefore I'm good it's more like okay there are going to be some situations where you have the language around where you're able to speak to that person other situations where you feel you notice yourself like shrinking and getting smaller and the reason like this is so connected to your relationship to food as well because it was a huge lesson as I was healing my relationship with food letting go of diet culture becoming more confident in my body and essentially more confident within myself I noticed how people would speak to me more and I didn't want to just like shrink and be so influenced by other people's opinions so that's where it really started with me communicating my needs and expressing myself authentically rather than letting other people decide how I was going to feel for myself so what that looked like is say for example someone and like in the old days like when I was really self-conscious about what I was eating and insecure about my body if someone came in in the you know say if someone came in at like 11 a.m. and I was like only just eating breakfast and that person said to me like oh why are you eating at this time like it's such a weird time 
my old thought process would have been like, oh my God, am I, I'm eating at the wrong time. This person probably thinks I'm eating too much or they think they're judging my body. And I would have kind of like cowered away and like really let that affect me and probably affect my mood for the rest of the day and the way that I was going to be eating and my confidence and ever. I would have thought about it, that event for ages. Whereas as I was coming out of that and letting go of the need to let, you know, get other people's validation, which is essentially what that is. I need I didn't know how to respond to people and this is what I mean about not having the language to know how to actually communicate your needs because when people would come up to me and make comments about my food or my body or whatever it was that I was doing I just didn't know how to respond and I also just felt really shy and I just felt like I wanted that person to tell me it was okay but again I didn't know how to actually ask for that so I find having some templates so that you know how to respond in those situations is really helpful and it's nothing complicated like now and the way that I started to respond in that moment when people were like why are you eating in this time it's so simple as just being like oh I'm eating at this time because I'm hungry but because it wasn't front of mind and because I was so used to needing other people's validation it didn't like it didn't pop into my head when I was in those situations another really good phrase to respond to if anyone's questioning why you're doing something you don't need to justify yourself that person is probably not going to listen to your justification anyway and by you trying to explain to that person from this really like clingy energy you know of like oh well I'm eating now because you know I haven't eaten this morning and I was running really busy and like you know I I swear I'm not eating that much and like I I don't think like I'm eating something healthy and like you get into that energy of being like I need to explain myself and this person needs to understand everything and I need to flesh out every single point because otherwise they're going to judge me just comes across as like a bit much to that person or it comes across as a bit like desperate right we just want to say explain ourselves authentically without justifying or over explaining why we're doing the things that we're doing and in in order to do that, we need to feel confident in our own two feet. And, and it's okay to kind of fake it till you make it as well, because it's practice. When you're someone that's so used to either hiding away or over explaining why you're doing something, to just say it how it is feels really unattainable almost because you're so used to doing the complete opposite. It's just a matter of practice. And so, of course, when you practice actually explaining what it is that you're doing without over justifying it, it feels weird, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It only feels weird because it's something that you haven't practiced. So in that moment, if someone ever questions you, okay, well, why are you eating at this time? Or why are you doing this thing? Or why are you seeing this person? Or why do you think you can do that? You literally can just respond, well, it makes me happy. And if they have more questions, they can ask you. But the more that you try to over justify yourself in that situation, it's not going to make the situation better. It's not going to win them over even more. If you think about someone that you really respect or someone that you feel like has really good boundaries or expresses them themselves authentically think about the way that they show up in conversation it's not about being like really cocky or being like I'm the best person in the world and I don't owe you an explanation ever like of course you can explain yourself but there's kind of a a capacity or there's a limit around it you know if you're over justifying why you're doing something then it just comes across as like this really like scared worried like flustered energy that's just like not that that great to be around versus someone that's just like okay I'm confident in who I am I'm accepting in who I am and I don't need anyone else to tell me that it's okay to do what I'm doing you can really feel that when that person walks into that room and it's a huge lesson lesson in standing in your power and that always means that if you are in that situation where someone's commenting on okay what are you eating and why are you eating that or why are you doing that or whatever 
you give away your power by wanting them to tell you that what you're doing is good. So instead, be in your power, even if it feels a little bit vulnerable, even if it feels a little bit uncomfortable and say what it is. This is. I'm doing this because I'm hungry, because this makes me feel good. And then let it go, chop it off. Like actually literally think in yourself, okay, I've said that to that person. I'm gonna let it go. This is the best that I could do in this moment and moving on. And I get that sometimes in social situations, we can do something in a moment that doesn't necessarily align with our like highest self or our most authentic self. Like I had a situation even just the other day where I bumped into someone and they shook my hand and I responded with like, oh, that's really formal. And I felt really weird for saying that because obviously that person was being polite and respectful to me. And I just like got a little bit awkward and said something that made me feel like a little bit weird. Right. So I I can also and then I just kept thinking about afterwards. It was like this loop. But in that moment, I have to remind myself that I did the best that I could in that situation. And there's probably going to be another situation where I can then, you know, just accept that person's handshake gracefully or whatever it is but I want you I'm telling you this story because I totally get it because I have experienced social anxiety for so much of my life that when I'm in situations where I'm totally unprepared sometimes I respond in a way that doesn't align with my highest self and also it's an opportunity for me to remind myself okay I don't need that person to tell me that what I said was okay because I said what I needed to say and I can tell myself it's okay this is how I would respond differently next time there's always going to be a next time even if it's not that person then that's totally fine but just reminding yourself of that abundant mindset as well another way that I find um, us not communicating our needs pops up is in friendships and I feel like in friendships it's sometimes really hard to explain what it is that you actually want because when at least if you're in like a romantic relationship with one other person you're kind of both on the same team and you're opening up and being vulnerable and like you're kind of more forced not necessarily like this is a generalized sweeping statement but I feel like the discussion for how you treat each other is almost more open because you are generally spending so much time more time with that person or you're communicating with that person more and that doesn't mean that naturally you communicate your needs because we don't always and I'm going to talk a little bit more about romantic relationships later on but something that I used to do all the time in friendships was because I didn't understand that how to actually like ask for what I wanted and what kind of friendships that I wanted in my life as well I kind of just resorted to being really passag like passive aggressive which basically means that you're kind of being a bit like slyly mean to that person in a way to kind of get their attention or to try and get them to change their behavior or you know it's it's not a very like a self-aware thing to do it's something that I would do because it's what I'd seen with my family when I was growing up it was definitely like a communication style that my family it was just like very common in my family and that's not to say like obviously my parents they did the best that they could and there was many things that they offered me and taught me in that experience as well but we (laughs) my family could could be quite passive aggressive and like that's fine and that's something that we've worked through now a lot and it's given me the opportunity to understand different ways of communicating and different ways that other people might be communicating because you know sometimes if we're scared or we we feel vulnerable or we feel threatened that can lead to us if we don't know another way to communicate acting passive aggressively which can come across as really like mean to the other person but what we always have to remember that whilst it's not acceptable for someone to treat us in a way that might be negative or putting us down or condescending sometimes we just have to remind ourselves that that person is coping in the best way that they can and if we can like offer them other advice or we can 
not necessarily offer them other advice, but more just like understand, okay, that person is acting because they probably feel threatened or they don't feel comfortable in this situation. That doesn't mean that we need to like allow that, but what it does help us to do is to not take it so personally all the time. Because if someone acts in a certain way towards you and you take it personally, then we're letting our power and our energy be drained by the way that that person is treating us. The way that that person is treating us is not necessarily a reflection of us. It's so very rarely something that we are doing and so much more likely what that person is feeling or their experiences of being in relationships. So for example, say you message a friend and you really want to see them and you're feeling a bit lonely and you just like really would love to catch up with them and you message them and they take ages to respond. And because they've taken so long to respond, even though in that message you were like, I really want to see you, you've kind of put yourself out there. You've told them you're not feeling that great. You're a bit upset. You would love to chat, but they take ages to respond. And, and then whilst before they respond to you, you also see that they like post on social media and they look like they're having a really good time. And that just makes you feel really upset. You feel like, well, why wouldn't they message me back? And I'm obviously not important to them. And, you know, we jump, we can tend to jump to these really like worst case scenarios. But what we also need to remember is that being on social media requires so much less effort than responding to a text, especially if you're trying to organize a time with someone else, because organizing a schedule and figuring out like what your week's going to look like next week can sometimes, you know, require a bit of time and patience. But when we're someone that doesn't you know, manage our expectations or we assume that the way that we are feeling in that moment or the way that we are perceiving that situation in the moment is the way that both parties or all parties are perceiving that situation, then we can very quickly jump to negative assumptions and think, well, that person obviously doesn't value me. They don't like me. They don't want to see me. And even though they may respond to you like two days later and they might say, I'm sorry for responding late or, you know, I've just had a hectic couple of days because we've already gone down that spiral of the worst possible conclusions we start to act a bit passag to them so we might respond in short you know short sentences of like "Mm, that's fine or like we might take ages to respond to them but offer them no apology or we might be really flippant in the way that we respond or non-committal and we do this because we think it's going to get their attention. We think that they're going to notice, oh, this person's mad at me. I need to grovel at them because when you're someone that's really anxious, that's what you really want. You want someone to like run to your aid and be like, oh my God, I'm so here for you. I'm so obsessed with you. You must be so sad. I need to help you. But more often than not, what that does when we're passive aggressive to someone is actually push them away even further because they're like, I've responded to this person. I've said, I'm sorry. I'm trying to organize it with them. And now they're making it uncomfortable for me to talk to them. And I, I can totally understand this scenario because I used to act like this as well because again I didn't know that there was another way to approach this situation because I was coming at it from a very unconscious way and I thought that if I was like a little bit if I if I showed emotion of like being frustrated with that person that they would run to my aid but what it would actually do is make me not as appealing to hang out with and we it can feel very very vulnerable to receive to that text message actually communicating our needs because it's like admitting that what that person did hurt you and we don't want to admit that often because we don't want to seem like we're struggling or that we're smaller than that person or we're more needy than that person but firstly 
what we need to do is accept the fact that we have certain needs and then asking ourselves, okay, in this situation, were there expectations that I have not clearly communicated to the other party? And being really, really honest with yourself of, okay, I expected them to respond in a certain time. I expect them to respond before they go on social media and I expect them to be at my beck and call. And like that takes a certain level of radical responsibility to be able to admit that and be like, this is an expectation, not a truth not a hard line that they need to follow and what can I actually communicate to this person so that they can learn how I want to communicate with them how I want to be in a friendship or relationship with them so okay I had these expectations that they should reply to me in a certain way is this realistic can I communicate it to this person is it like is it valid for me to ask for these needs and most times it is but instead of responding to it in a way of like try to guess what my needs are by me being angry at you but not but not really telling you what's going on which eventually pushes that person further away it's understanding and being vulnerable of like what's underneath you being angry what's underneath you feeling frustrated or like annoyed at that person underneath it's wanting more support it's wanting to feel more close to them it's wanting to feel like they actually want to hang out with you so responding to that person and being really honest and open but making it super simple and casual of like hey the fact that you didn't respond to me for two days makes me feel like you didn't you don't really want to see me can we just like clarify that and I just want to make sure that like it's all good and the the thing with this though as well is to know like to make sure that you're not constantly asking that person all the time because once you ask them once and then they say like it's I'm sorry I was just busy at work if you're then going to be asking them all the time for constant reassurance that's going to push that person away as well because it's like wow why does this person always question and every single need that I have and on the same line it's such a like a fine line to toe because it's also okay to ask for reassurance from your friends but asking it from a way of like do you still want to hang out like what have you been up to sorry sometimes when you like respond slowly it makes me feel like you don't really want to hang out like it's okay to ask that but also sometimes we also need to take responsibility for our anxiety that's making us jump to the worst possible conclusions because it's not always the truth that if someone responds slowly to you that they don't want to be your friends you I bet you in your time have you responded slowly to someone or forgotten to reply to something or you know and that person is still of value to you and it's not because you you didn't forget because you don't want to see them or you hate them or you've suddenly changed how you feel about them just the life got in the way or you had 10 other notifications that came up or you were running late to something or you just had a stressful day and we know that if lots of things are going on and that person is stressed or whatever it makes you forget things so it's also about being able to have a certain level of like grace and patience and when you do feel threatened in those moments of like oh this person doesn't like me or something funky is going on it's firstly asking yourself okay is this a need that this person I need to communicate to this person which then you would think about it calmly and think okay hey next time do you mind responding to me a little bit faster or letting me know that you're busy at work because it made me feel like you didn't want to catch up or is it a need that you need to address within yourself because the one key way that we can feel a little bit less anxious in our skin is by getting more comfortable with ourselves and more accepting of ourselves and not needing that other person to validate your friendships or your feelings and that starts with you being like okay I accept that I have this need I want attention from someone I want support from someone and I'm going to make sure that it's not only from this one person that I can get it from and that requires us being vulnerable to more than one person I used to be that gal that would only be vulnerable to my partner and therefore if my partner wasn't available or they've 
responded to me slowly, then I would take it out on that person and I would feel like I would have no one else to turn to, which is really codependent and doesn't leave you feeling very supported, right? Whereas now, and I've learned from that situation, I make sure that I'm vulnerable to, you know, it only needs to be a couple of people, like my best friends. Um, I, I feel like I can call my mom when I need to, which is like so lucky for me, but it's not like you need to have like an army of people around you that you can talk to and call, but it's also about you taking the initiative and when you feel stressed or worried or anxious, calling that person and letting them know. And this is another piece of like our beliefs. We so often feel like I'm being overdramatic or I don't want to burden that person. I don't want to ruin that person's day, but that's all a belief. It's not necessarily the truth because if you flipped it around and your friend was having a really stressful day, but they didn't tell you or they didn't feel like they could share that with you because they didn't want to burden you, then you would be like, of course not. Like, I want to talk to you. I want to help you. I want to be there for you. And it's all about asking for consent as well. And what I mean by consent is sending, if you want to call someone and you're, you know, needing a vent or you're needing someone to hold the space for you, send them a message. Hey, do you have half an hour for me to vent? I'm feeling upset. If not, that's okay. All about consent. And that makes you feel more comfortable, them feel more comfortable. And then you can move forwards and you know the intention of that call as well. Trust me, I like totally get expressing your needs in some instances can be easy and you know when we sometimes talking to our family it can be easier to be like hey when you picked me up late it made me upset but sometimes saying that to your friend can be more difficult you know it just depends on our experience and our history and our belief system and whatever else that's going on but it's all about practice as well and self-awareness and knowing that you are able to ask for your needs as well. So if we go back to that example of like um, someone picking you up late, for example, and what we so often tend to do is default to humor instead of actually communicating our needs. So for example, say your partner is meant to pick you up at 9 p.m. after dinner and it's quarter past nine and they're like, yep, I'm on my way. And you're like, okay, well, this is kind of frustrating because I asked you to come at this certain time, but you don't want to seem like too annoying or too nitpicking or whatever. So you don't really say anything. Anyway, they come at 9.30 and by that time you're kind of tired, you're frustrated that they came late, you feel like you're a bit out of the loop. Um, but you get in the car and you don't want to seem like it's a big deal or you don't want to like make that them annoyed or whatever. So you don't bring it up, but you're feeling a little bit off and they can sense that your vibes are a bit funky and you're kind of just like, mm. and then you get home and then they ask you if you want tea and you know, you say, yeah, okay, I want a peppermint tea. And then you go and sit down and you're watching TV and you're taking your makeup off for the night. And this is a weirdly specific example, which has not actually happened in my life, but I can imagine that we'll be able to relate to this. And they come over and they bring you a chamomile tea and it's something that is actually actually something that's really small because you could just go and make a new tea like it's literally just water but because you didn't communicate your need from beforehand you literally blow up you start screaming at them you yell at them you're frustrated you're annoyed and they're like whoa I can just make you a new tea and you're like you don't even understand me like what's wrong with you you don't even value me you don't even like me and rah 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 and things just fly off the handle and this all happens because we think that if we just like let it slide or we make a joke of it of like haha like wasn't it fun for me to wait for 30 minutes and the, the other person's like haha yeah but they don't really get it because it's a joke so therefore they're not taking it seriously that feeling that emotion that frustration within you is going to come back at another moment so let's rewind back to the scenario it's quarter past nine they're 15 minutes late you call them hey where are you I'm it's I asked you to pick me up at nine I'm waiting here and I'm getting tired they respond with, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just late. I'm on the phone or I don't know. I, I had a late phone call that went over time, whatever. And you say, okay, can you please make sure that next time you let me know where you're where you are because it makes me feel like left out out of the loop when you don't communicate exactly where you are. 
it is okay to know and it is okay to feel upset about something, but just make sure that underneath that feeling of anger or frustration, you think about what is the need that I actually like need to communicate? How can I be vulnerable in that moment? How can I also take responsibility for that situation? Yes, it may be them that's late, but also you need to make sure that you shed light on why it makes you feel uncomfortable so that that person can understand you and meet you in the middle. And next time when that situation arises, they can actually understand how to actually make you feel more comfortable in that moment. People cannot read your mind. And that has been a huge lesson for me to learn as well. Because as I said earlier on in this podcast, I used to just assume that people, the way that I was experiencing the world was how everyone was experiencing the world. So if I felt like I would do something for someone, or for example, using that example, I wouldn't run late without telling someone, yeah, that's fine that maybe you wouldn't do that, but not everyone is built the same. And that's a good thing. We don't want everyone to be built the same. And part of being in a relationship is explaining to the other person how you want to be treated and what makes you feel safe and comfortable and happy. And we have to learn how to communicate that. And it's again, like I said, learning the language, learning how to ask for the things that you want and knowing that you are worthy of doing that. And it's doesn't have to be a big deal and we like we do this all the time I see it all the time like even little things of like when we have the wrong coffee order and we don't bring it up to the barista because we're like oh I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable or like it's too much of a hassle hun you literally paid for that coffee like they are would not be surviving they wouldn't have a business without its customers go and tell them that's literally what they're there for that's literally what you're paying for and if we think on a larger scale as well that if we are not going after what we want then we're sending a signal to the universe that like oh just take anything that comes my way that's a lack of boundaries and we often think that boundaries are these really hard walls where we like block out certain things or I don't know, whatever, we cut off people, but oftentimes boundaries are just like, no, that's not acceptable. And it doesn't have to be like you screaming at the barista and being like, how fucking dare you portray me? It's more likely of you just going up there and being like, hey, this isn't what I want. This isn't what I ordered. Can I please get this is my order? Thank you so much. I appreciate it kindly. And you can do it in a really chill way. Like, I think we often think that explaining what we want or asking for what we want or going after what we want has to be this like hostile, like headstrong, like, you know, sassy move, but do it in your own way that feels authentic and just practice saying a few things. And if you're struggling with knowing what to say, writing it down before you actually respond to that person or thinking of a few situations in your past right now that you felt like your needs were not met or you felt like you were being ignored or you didn't bring something up in the moment that made you feel frustrated, which led to a fight over something not even related to later. Like just think about a situation now, think about how you felt in that moment and maybe you felt angry, maybe you felt unloved, maybe you felt unappreciated, whatever it was. And then ask yourself, okay, well, what need did I actually need to communicate in that moment? And it's probably just, okay, the way that you spoke to me made me feel like you didn't want to be close to me or you taking too long to respond to my text messages makes me feel like you don't want to talk to me. Can you please make sure you communicate with me more often? You have so much more power. It's just about taking responsibility for your own actions in every single relationship, every single relationship. Yeah. And then knowing that it's okay to ask for your needs and knowing how to actually say them in a way that's effective so that that person can understand it. Because if we just say to that person, you don't make me feel loved, like what, what, yes. Okay, fine. That's a fair enough 
um, thing to mention, but like, what does that actually mean? How can that person make you feel loved? You don't make me feel loved because you don't respond to my text messages, you know, in a 24 hour period or whatever it is. Can you please make sure that you speak to me more during the day? And it's okay to ask for that. It is okay to ask for that. And it's okay to ask for that multiple times. All right. I'm going to wrap this episode up, but if you enjoyed listening to this, please take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me. Um, it really helps to support the podcast and leave a rating and review as well. That would also be incredible. But aside from that, let me know if you want to join the peaceful soul because we go in way deeper in the program as well. So just send me a DM on Instagram and I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you.